0: When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company. Like super woke. When I grow up. When I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like. Rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my co-workers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather.
1: Friends, as pride comes before the fall month marches on, it becomes clearer that our elected officials, health establishment, legacy media, entertainment industry, and education system have all been captured by sexual deviancy, offering pinches of rainbow incense upon the altar of Caesarette. Our federal government gives millions of our tax dollars to transientity, School boards continue to protect transianity at the expense of both safety and reason, and police officers do nothing while very evil men expose their naked bodies to minors during sodomy parades. Pastor Jacob Rayome and Trinity Bible Chapel have also been on the receiving end of some rather awful actions from the most intolerant and hateful people on the planet right now, and we're going to talk to him about it. As vile as this godless death cult is, more and more people are fed up with the incessant gay barrage. Thank God for the boldness of regular, everyday people like you and us. It's June twenty seventh. I'm Angie Di Bartolo. That's Matt Halleck, and this is a Liberty Dispatch.
3: Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. We are so thankful again that you have tuned into our programming, and we just want to remind you that all our shows are brought to you by the partnership of Liberty Coalition Canada with Christian Week. LCC exists to establish Christ's justice and righteousness and defend those who stand, Thankfully there's more and more of those each and every day. Christian Week exists to provide practical, balanced and hopeful perspective on national and global issues and we would just like to highlight for you you can get all our shows at rumble.com slash users slash liberty or er, slash user slash liberty coalition canada that's where you can find all our content if you want to help support us we would ask that you would leave a donation you can go to liberty coalition canada.com slash donate scan that helpful qr code at the bottom of the page it'll take you directly to that page while you're over there if you want to help support the shows click the analysis and shows box and that will make sure your donation goes to help fund us as we push back against mainstream media lies and we do desperately need you guys to help partner with us to continue to push back against that uh that mainstream media uh, media narrative because bills like bill c18 bill c11 we'll touch on c18 later on this week um they are specifically targeted at destroying independent media voices in Canada. So more than ever, we need the support of Canadians who see the value in the alternative news, um, supporting those uh, establishments that bring that to you. Um, also, we are on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. That's the FLFnetwork.com. And you can get us on the helpful app that they have which you can download at the Google Play or Apple App Stores. And we would suggest that you go and do that because it's a helpful way to get our content. Also, all things Liberty Coalition Canada are at libertycoalitioncanada.com. Go over there and check that out. Andrew, here we are, another show. We uh, approach the end of Pride. It comes before the fall month. What do you have for us? for a mailbag question for today. That's mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com if you want to reach out to us with any of your responses, any of your comments, questions, or concerns.
1: Yeah, so the question actually has to do more with Bill C-18 because it's very fresh and we're going to be dealing with it in a couple days. And Mike has a really good interview lined up as well with a lawyer to discuss Bill C-18. So the question Mm -hmm. I have for our audience is, where do you get your news? kind of give us our top three. And mm-hmm. uh, if uh, I'll just say this right now, if anywhere in that list is CBC, Global, CTV, don't even, I, I don't want to hear it. Don't even email us. We don't care. <laughs> um, just go get your seven shot and be done with it. But if that's not you, then I'm curious to know, are you, you know, give us your top three. Are you Life Site News? Are you Epic Times? Are you getting stuff from the Western Standard, the Post Millennial, mm-hmm. Rebel, True North? Like, just give us your top three this is where I get my news from, and I would love to see where our audience gets their news mm-hmm. and kind of how they curate information. So let us know. And again, any questions, any questions about theology, about life, mm-hmm. any personal questions, we'll obviously decide how personal we get on the show. But feel free to reach out to us, mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. Yeah. Do, you, do you wish and you know, would you like to listen to more than just us here at LCC talk about important Hot button issues? Well, now you can. Simply search Carpe Fide in your favorite podcast app, and you'll be treated to captivating cultural critiques captured in clarifying Christian conversations. Jesse and Justin Gruber love alliterations and are pastor brothers hailing from South Jersey. They cover a multitude of crazy headlines, both from the U.S. and Canada. They love God, they hate tyranny, and they have fun while doing so. You can also support frontline Christian causes by heading to carpefide.com slash shop in the U.S. and Canada to support the church waging war against the principalities and powers of darkness. And if you use the code LCC10, you'll get 10% off purchases, the American store only. So carpefide.com slash shop, use that LCC10 code to get 10% off purchases from the American store store. Well, Matthew, as I stated in the lead in the unavoidable fact at this point is that our federal government is not neutral on issues of morality and (laughs) sexuality, despite what people continue to believe. So not only are they not neutral, they are incredibly supportive of the LGBTQ agenda, backing Mm -hmm. it with our tax dollars. So we want to highlight a little bit of a story uh, that we got from our friends over at True North News. Between the years 2020 and 2022, the Trudeau regime issued over $12 million to dozens of organizations to fund Pride Comes Before the Fall events in our country. So we want to highlight a few of them. First... Vancouver Pride Society received over $128,000 in 2022, and they didn't even hold an in-person event. Vancouver Pride in Art Society got over $102,000 for its 11-day Queer Arts Festival, also not in person in 2022. Calgary Pride and Toronto Pride each received over $102,000 again for their online events. Apparently, it costs a whole lot of money to, like, I I wish that we could get over hundred and two thousand dollars for our online work because it's apparently super duper expensive to to promote this lifestyle online. So, Pride Toronto received an additional ninety nine thousand dollars once its in person parade resumed in twenty twenty two. They also got over thirty thousand dollars from the Youth Summer Jobs Program and sixty thousand dollars to fund a quote two-spirit powwow, close quote. I'm sure it was riveting. In 2022, Vancouver Pride Society received $98,000 for its Pride Parade and an additional $90,000 for its Vancouver Winter Pride Week, which was held in person. So lots of money for just doing it online and even more money for meeting in person. The group also received a further $450,000 under the Western diversification program. Now you might be wondering that's a lot, but who got the most amount of money? Well, as you would imagine in our virtue signaling intersectional country, you need to have a few different touch points to really win the favor of the state. So the largest grant was given to the Métis rights group, Women of the Métis Nation, which received over $734,000 in 2022 for a program titled Métis Two-Spirit Pride, protecting and celebrating 2SLGBTQQIA plus individuals. I did not just make up that last sentence. That's a real thing. Uh, Vancouver group Fierte Pride Canada received $600,000 under Canada's Equality for Sex, Sexual Orientation, Gender Identity, and Expression Program in 2022. And finally, Montreal Pride in 2023 got over $272,000 for the podcast, Together for All. There's your money. That's what you're working hard to fund, brothers. It turns out that...
3: It turns out we do have established state religion, and one might yep. be saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's the Church of England because of the British Commonwealth." No, it's this death sex cult. It's the, the, it's the the Rainbow... yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the Rainbow Mafia who gives allegiance to to their father, the devil, and uh, they're very well funded by our federal government, um, and. Andrew on that note our federal government will also be giving 25 million dollars 25 million dollars to fund the first ever LGBTQ entre- entrepreneurship program. I don't know why the 2s isn't in there. I I guess they didn't get the the memo that they had to add that. Nevertheless, the program will be run by the CGLCC, a Chamber of Commerce for Canada's LGBTQ community, and it will include three main components: a business scale-up program, an ecosystem fund, and a knowledge hub. Daryl Sherman, co-founder and CEO of the CGLCC, says entrepreneurs who identify as – see, he did it right here, Andrew – 2SLGBTQI+, I guess he missed the A, though. Anyways, play a crucial role in contributing to the Canadian economy but continue to face barriers when starting and expanding – their businesses. Now, we've covered on the program before the, the, the recent changes to the sexual orientation and gender identity policy in New Brunswick by Premier Blaine Higgs. According to the changes, children under the age of 16 will require parental consent for their preferred first name to be changed for the purpose of re- record keeping and daily management. This is reasonable and lawful, but not according to the left. No, they want your taxpayer money to fund all their various projects and you have to not only fund them, but give them a hearty amen as well. So we showed you a video of an unhinged, soon to be teacher having an emotional breakdown because of this bill that was put in place. Here is the Globe and Mail weighing in on the situation. So, quote, Zealots and bigots in the United States foment conspiracy theories about transgender activists. Really just balanced journalism, as you can tell. Grooming... Confuse children to assert a different gender. At least 14 states have passed or introduced bills restricting drag events. Many st- states restrict lessons on sexual or gender minorities. Copycat protesters seek to replicate American crackpot conspiracy theories and restrictions in Canada. The threat of the U.S. culture war infecting Canada and harming trans Canadians is a key reason for... For the Globe Editorial Board's decision to weigh in on the debate over trans rights for the first time. Now, a new struggle to protect the rights of LGBTQ Canadians is emerging, and this newspaper wishes to be just as emphatic today as we were then the state has both a right and a duty to protect sexual and gender minorities across the nation i wonder how much taxpayer money they were funded to write that opinion yeah. for us to read and you can just tell andrew it's so funny to me because like barking seals the the response to uh, the, the CBC expose of us and our, our friends. It was take their tax status away, take their charitable donation status away, tax these churches, go, go hard after them. Meanwhile, in the back door, the government's funding and establishing this new sex death cult religion and also putting in legal protections that ensure that blasphemy laws against this religion are put in place. So it's so funny to me that people can't see the irony of all of this is they're pushing hard to establish their own new state religion while calling for the state to tax and harass a religion because they think they're a little too involved in politics it's mm-hmm. it's the irony is thick yeah it's it's
1: this is state funded mm-hmm. and it's state sanctioned and that that line you read about the 25 million dollars being invested in the first ever yeah trans entrepreneurship program mm-hmm. i don't know what your city looks like or anyone in our audience but my city right now is covered in rainbow flags and pictures and signs and little rainbow hearts. Yeah. Uh, to me, that doesn't look like barriers to people also, starting businesses. That <laughs> looks like a wide open embrace mm-hmm. saying, please, oh, please bring more rainbow stuff here.
3: So this bad barrier, that well, barrier nonsense is it, it's, it's just that it's nonsense. It is nonsense because actually like per per capita people who identify as lgbtq plus tend to be higher on the economic uh, scale a lot mm-hmm. of the time especially and the gay percentages gay, in the- gay so, in the- so-called couples because they yeah. don't have children because
1: and in that article they highlighted that one in four business, one in four entrepreneurs business owners identify as lgbtq when right. they don't make up 25 percent of the population exactly there's massive over representation in the entrepreneurship world already so the again the barrier nonsense is that exactly it's
3: it is nonsense especially when you're talking about hollywood and stuff like that they literally have unions that force movie producers and script writers and everything to to go along with glad and they're they're uh, you yeah. know um idea of what appropriate representation is. There's no Christians sitting on boards like there. There's no conservatives that have that say, that there needs to be a certain percentage. You know, these programs are totally nuts, and they're totally outside of reality obviously as we touched upon but this is again this is the funding and establishment of a new state religion and we have to be able to see it see it for what it is and the reality is the barrier they speak of andrew is just well the government hasn't given us more money that's the exactly. barrier. <laughs> That's the barrier. We want we to shake the government down for more the money. Bar-
1: the barrier is that we haven't become the state religion yet. Yes. That's the barrier. Yes. So state funded, state sanctioned, and that the last line from the Globe and Mail article that you read, right? It The state has the right and the duty yes. to protect them, which means they have the duty to punish mm-hmm. those who would dissent, those who would not protect. So we now, So it's state funded. It's mm. state sanctioned. And here you have a Globe and Mail saying it needs to be state protected and mm. state enforced, state punish, And of course, it's starting to sound
3: like uh, the the Westminster standard on the duty mm-hmm. of the state to uphold the Christian religion, right?
1: Right. right. <laughs> right. It's transnationalism. They want to talk yeah. about, about Christian nationalism. This sounds like transnationalism to me. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, it's, it's clear that our federal government is more than happy to support the sexual deviancy. More than mm-hmm. happy. This comes from the post millennial quote prominent figures participated in the Toronto Pride Parade on Sunday, including Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau's Deputy Prime Minister, Christia Freeland, among others. The parade, put on by Pride Toronto, included people walking in puppy play and furry costume fetish gear. Several adults exposed themselves to the audience in attendance. Bud Light helped sponsor the event, of of course. Now, why why does any of this matter? Well, because an adult exposing oneself to a child was a crime up until about five minutes ago. And the fact that elected officials were there while sodomites were breaking the law and it was being celebrated... Is perhaps one of the most disgusting things that the federal government has ever done.
3: But Andrew, mm-hmm. Andrew, why are you worried about what two consenting adults do in the privacy of their bedroom? You yeah, bigot? Well, because,
1: yeah, I, I guess I guess they've claimed the world is their bedroom now. <laughs> yes, and, yeah, and exactly. The world is our bedroom. So yeah. here's some examples of what we're talking about. So this first picture here, it's 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 you know things are blurred out, but this first picture here, uh, we want to show you. So there's, there's our Deputy Prime Minister, Chrystia Freeland a Toronto, Pride, right? Yay, right? And then below is a bunch of disgusting naked men exposing themselves and children are around. And I mean, here you have elected officials and they're like celebrating. That's illegal, but they're celebrating. Now, this next picture here is the justification for this lewdness and this lawlessness. This is the presser or the instructions for Pride right so so part celebration part political demo this clothing optional event is a mashup of creative expression and body centric politics blah 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 the point is clothing's optional i didn't i didn't realize that was the case i thought that in public settings because it has the laws haven't been changed yet I thought walking down the street, it wasn't clothing optional. But again, I'm wrong. But here here they're saying for our mm-hmm. Toronto Pride event, here's what we could do. Um, now, here's... And, uh, A-
3: Andrew, I just want to point out before you move on. Look at how this is framed again, just so everybody knows. It, we have to be naked in public, exposing ourselves to minors, in order to challenge body phobia, fat phobia, racism.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I, okay, okay. I don't know how that makes sense. Queer and slash transphobia, etc. So all ages too, all ages event, all ages. Yep. So in order for us to to create a new inclusive, diverse future, we need sexual deviants and sodomites walking around downtown Toronto exposing their private parts. Two young children. That's what we need. That's it's gonna make, the make our new country
1: better. Yeah. It's gonna make our country better and healthier by doing it. Totally according insane. To, according to the gargoyle. So Totally insane. Um, here's here's a, a video of some people who should be in jail right now. I mean that's they should be in jail right now for this. Um let's I mean it's unbelievable that this happened just this past weekend.
3: So for those of our listeners who can't see the video here you have a a nudist group walking down the streets of piranha disgusting perverted yet adults exposing themselves to children is cheered by this crowd (laughs) he's totally i like how one of the guys is wearing a mask totally exposed (laughs) but but wearing a mask
1: (laughs) yeah because yeah i mean it's uh, the,
3: the
1: the the satire and the irony writes itself but that that happened and if you so first of all first of all if you intentionally brought your children down there because you wanted them to behold the nudity of strange men and women shame on you yeah i mean like that's that's a that's a problem that's Mm -hmm. that's a problem um you're you're a bad parent okay you're a bad parent if you did that Mm -hmm. now um We want to show you another video, and this is an example, not of a family that went down because they wanted to enjoy all of the the pride events, but people can go where they want and people are allowed to travel freely in, in cities, apparently. And so here's a video where we're going to see police officers say why it is that they're doing nothing, despite what their own personal feelings on the matter might be regarding indecent exposure to minors by gross naked old men. Did you laugh? Yes, I have the other key. Yeah. What, what band are you on
4: uh, You need something you need? Know. Yeah, I'll call it over here.
1: Okay. So you're telling me the chief of police is
4: allowing naked people to go in the streets and he's telling the police officers not to do their job. They take, like, I mean, I got a minor here. I know. So man exposed himself to the chief of police to say, that's okay. In my books, but I mean, like during Pride Week, how to take your badge up right now? Like seriously, because I mean, I just told you, like a man exposed yeah. himself to my daughter. I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna have a lot of people. Uh, it's gonna be I deaf here. I don't care I'm just saying. The problem this is, what's is no one happen. speaks about it. Yeah. And the thing is, is everyone's oh. gotta shut up. Yeah. And I would and love for you to make a difference and I would love for allow this guy us to do our job elect, uh, 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 as your mayor. Because what's yeah. happening in this city is, hey, it's terrible. What on, they on, made you on guys Sunday, do. you
3: probably see the mirror
4: out uh, with them parading.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Like, that's okay. Game pride, parade. So that's okay. Not in my book, but taking in there,
3: and you're saying that's okay. I'm not saying it's okay, sir. Wow. All right. Cool.
1: I just want to say quickly that officer. Okay, he's going to get fired this week. Let's just. Because here he is Pray saying, I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. It's not okay in my books. By the way, did you hear him say, I wish you could do something and make a difference so we could do our job? Mm-hmm. So here he is. And I mean, he's he's doing his job, right? He's just, listen, I don't like it, but I have to do it. Which, you know, we've seen a lot of that in the last three years. Officers mm-hmm. just, you know, I got to get paid, whatever. So I mean, I'm, I, I want to criticize him for that justly. But here he is saying, "I don't agree with this. I don't think it's right.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I wish I could do my job. I wish you could make a difference." Speaking out against the prevailing narrative and the state sanctioned, state-funded pride comes before the f- pride comes before the fall month celebration, I won't be surprised if that officer at the very least faces some pretty heavy disciplinary action but he might lose his job because you can't publicly speak out against department policy. I'm almost certain that, that, that officer will be losing his job. I mean, good on him for being honest, but, mm-hmm. but there he is. Sorry. Chief of police says we can't do anything. It's unbelievable.
3: As, as leather daddy walks around with <laughs> in, in assless chaps, right. uh, pretty, pretty crazy stuff. So Matt, that video is pretty
1: unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That, this is going on that here you have very evil, very sick men breaking laws that they would have got punished for, you know, just five minutes ago being, being told, you know, and, and, and here you have a concerned parent saying my daughter was exposed. This man exposed himself to to my daughter. She saw it Mm -hmm. and being told by the police, well, there's nothing we can really do about it. We received messaging from on high. So we actually want to bring on the dad who filmed the video uh, and his daughter who, He's talking about in the video who saw this awful sight. I mean, I'm a 39-year-old man, and it's an awful sight for me mm-hmm. to see gross old men naked walking down the street. For me, that's a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine how much worse it is and more gross it is for uh, a young woman to see. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're if you're watching this, the face on the left might be familiar. Uh, this is Matthew. We've had him on the show before. With him and his other son, Matthew Jr., who decided to wear a shirt that stated a basic scientific and biological and logical fact that there were only two genders and Mm -hmm. got in a little bit of trouble at his school because of it. And here uh, Matthew is with his daughter, Victoria, to talk about the video and kind of what led up to it and the fallout from it. So, Matthew and Victoria, thank you for joining us on The Dispatch. Matthew, it's good to see you again.
3: Good to see you as well. Pleasure you meeting you, me- Victoria. Yeah, okay. we gotta stop meeting like this. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. We, we, we should
1: meet like for for a coffee without <laughs> gross old naked dudes walking around yeah. and kids not getting suspended for wearing factual benign shirts. Wouldn't Absolutely. it be great to live in that kind of a world? So <laughs> um so we, we we just watched we watched the video. Um Matthew, help us understand. Obviously, you weren't filming the actual instance of the exposure. So, what led up to getting your phone, starting to record, help give us some context around that video to help our audience understand what was going on?
4: Okay. Well, well how it all started is we were just uh, downtown Toronto. My daughter hasn't been to Dundas Square. We were heading out that way and we just kind of walked around the, some of the, the streets because there's like a ton of people. were just showing her things around. And I just went and stepped out to to use the, the porta potty. And um, while I was in there, I heard my daughter scream, um, saying, oh, my God. And then, you know, obviously I ran out to see what was going on. And uh, she informed me that a, a grown man was buck naked um, with, you know, a ring around his penis. And I'm like, what? Like, what just happened? And then I saw what she saw. And, uh, you know, she was quite disturbed. Obviously, she was in tears, which really was concerning for me. This obviously was a lot of trauma for her. I went and I looked around to see if I could find a police officer. And sure enough, there was uh, two police officers standing by some kind of barricade. Um, So I went over to the police officer and had a discussion with him and and explained what had happened. And he told me it's uh you know it's Pride Month, and I said, well, what's that have to do with anything? He's breaking the criminal code. My daughter is a minor, and a man exposed himself to a minor, and she's obviously disturbed by it. You need to do something about it. And at that point, he said, um, he was uh, from up top. He was told not to do anything. The, the chief of police had told him not to pursue anything because it was Pride Week. And I said, this is ridiculous. We are just coming to the city to. Just be tourists, if you will, to see things and my daughter gets traumatized by someone breaking law and you doing nothing about it. And he said again the second time, you know it was above the police chief someone told them that not to do anything and at that point I started rolling the camera because uh, you know obviously this this police officer expressed that he would love to do something, but he can't. And I started rolling the camera. You know, I, I feel bad for the officer. I don't want to see anything You know, happen to the officer. Like, here's just a man that's just weak
3: mm-hmm.
4: and doesn't and even though he has the right to to make an arrest, he just chose not to because that's what was mandated from above. And it's, it's unfortunate. Now my daughter saw firsthand when she needed help and she needed an officer um, when we asked for it, they didn't do anything. It, uh, it's actually pretty sad. It's pretty sad that it's come to this, that when you need an officer to do their job, they just won't.
1: Right before we, uh, we played the video, we showed um, a, a document or a, a graphic from Pride Toronto highlighting the whole weekend's events. And it explicitly said that clothing is optional. And the reason why we want people to walk around naked is because we want to combat... Um, ableism and fat phobia and racism and transphobia. And so clearly they wouldn't have done that if they didn't know that it would be backed by the law. So it's not mm-hmm. like it's not like this was all of a sudden a bunch of naked people show up in Toronto and the chief of police is in a in a tough position. He was probably consulted weeks and months before to make sure that he would give a pass to this for it to happen, which is pretty it's just pretty vile stuff um, that mm-hmm. this is all this is all happening. Um, so, Victoria, I'm I'm guessing you've you've not attended very many pride events in the past and, and, and haven't seen stuff like this no, before. You have, 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 have. But have you seen have you have you seen stuff like this before? Is this kind of the first time that, you know, you've been able to see some gross old man naked like this?
0: Well, I haven't seen it like that. I have heard about it from friends who've been at pride parades for whatever reason. But my question is, in that little paper you said that like, taking off your clothes is going to combat racism, I'm sorry, but how is walking around naked going to combat racism, help transgender people? It's really not. You can, If you want to fight for your rights, I fight for rights every day with clothes on. Like if I want to wear that shirt that my brother wears, I can do that with clothes on. You don't need to take your clothes off to prove a point.
3: Yeah. And, and that's, that's well said. Like it, it's, we live in a clown world and we live in a clown world, unfortunately, where old men can expose themselves to minors in public and the police do nothing about it because that's apparently coming down a, a directive coming down from on high, but children who state benign biological facts on a, a black t-shirt and white font can get suspended from school and ostracized. And that's just really the reality of the situation that we're trying to highlight in, in this, you know, entire episode that we're doing is we are witnessing before our eyes, the establishment of a new state funded state back state backed religion. And they are going to, they're going to want to, allegiance from their citizens and the 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 most concerning part of this state fund religion is sexual perversion and immorality is baked into the cake this type of perversion is liberating to them and um that's that's the it has real life harms and we're talking about exposing naked men and women to children um, and if you don't celebrate that now in our culture, you're seen as the subversive um, pervert, right? And that's the truly sad part. But again, we're so thankful that you guys speak out about it. You know, Matthew, we're th- thankful that you had the wherewithal in that moment to to record the interaction between you and the cop because it's been widely viewed because. It does highlight for people where the actual cultural power lies. It's not with right wing Christians who, uh, you know, are going to church on Sunday and, and preaching biblical morality. It's clearly with this new rainbow sex cult that is trying to voice their their beliefs on everybody else um so i don't know if you guys have anything to say victoria or matthew to just kind of wrap up this section but maybe just thoughts concerns um well actually had i wanted to frame it uh kind of frame the question in this way
1: for both Mm -hmm. of you so so matthew you've seen your son get in trouble for wearing a shirt and 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 now your daughter who is the victim of indecent exposure and the the police do nothing victoria Mm -hmm. you've seen your brother get in trouble for wearing a shirt that's just true. And here Mm -hmm. you are now, you know, questioning, well, if if the police are told they can't do their job, then then what kind of safety should I feel? How how can I feel secure if they're not doing their job? So with this in mind, with this kind of upside down world that it looks like we're living in, and maybe from both of you kind of final thoughts, how what does that mean for you personally, in terms of so like, what, what do we do? Like, how do you how do we move forward? How do we live in school and work with friends, with what's going on around us? How, how do you see that now this is how we continue to move forward? This is how we need to not, you know, not bend and buy into this propaganda and this agenda. But this is how we need to live and be in light of what's going on, which appears to be lawlessness and injustice. So maybe a bit from both of you on that is by way of final thoughts.
0: Well, like, as far as injustice, the fact that there was, like, two-year-old children there um, being around that, for me, I can handle that because I know that that's wrong. But these kids are going to grow up with their parents taking them to these things, thinking that this is okay. And that's like pushing an agenda on a two-year-old child who barely knows how to walk and speak, yet, let alone sh- exposing them to naked people and men dressing up as women, just confusing them before they're even in school so it's gonna really gonna mess up the rest of our generations if you're gonna keep exposing little children to things that they should not be exposed to i feel like every if you want to be part of a pride whatever that's great but i feel like if you people say you truly feel it in your heart i feel like if you feel that in your heart you don't need all of this everybody telling you what you can and cannot be and like all these options what you can be if you felt, felt that in your heart i don't feel like there's a need for a pride parade or to teach it in school if you feel that and i just feel like that's what they need to stop doing
4: as, as for me, um, you know, uh, my big thing is, is, is safety. Um, I've, I've talked to, you know, people opposed to my views, and they've always talked about how they don't feel safe. They feel that, you know, the, the, the people that oppose the whole movement are, you know, want to hurt them, which is not the case. And if anything, we've been praying for them and not trying to do that. But uh, we feel, or I felt, I'm sure the girls felt this way too, in Toronto, unsafe because as soon as we had walked away from the police there was another parade that just started and it was a it was a i think it was the trans trans people had their own had their own parade and they were angry and they were yelling and they were it was like look at me look what I could do look at all our followers and knowing that the police did nothing for us earlier if anything would have ever happened or broke out we were totally not safe or protected. And that, that's really scary. Uh, Will I want to visit Toronto anytime soon? Probably not. Everywhere we went was they were really pushing this agenda, whether it was inside the Eaton Centre, whether it was walking down the street, whether it was just even driving into town. So it's, it's, it's clear that uh, it's not a safe place for everyone and it's not inclusive for everyone. And if you're not part of that group, then you're just not welcome or wanted. So that's
1: pretty scary. So well thank said. you both for making the yeah. case for both um, getting your kids out of state-funded indoctrination centers and moving out of big, terrible leftist cities. That is, <laughs> that's a great, that's a great Bay We put that banner up. Get out of big cities. Don't let Caesar train your children. Wonderful stuff. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the Dispatch and Matthew. You know, like like Matt said. Uh, it's good on you for thinking well i got to get my phone out i have to mm-hmm. record this people need to understand what's going on i, I can't kind of miss this opportunity so mm-hmm. yeah thanks again guys it was uh, it was great to see you again and to meet you victoria and hopefully yeah. next time we can have a chat over less uh, disturbing circumstances but uh, nonetheless thank you for being with us
3: today indeed All right Bye now. bye guys
1: Separating money from the state is a core tenet of Bitcoin's ethos, a permissionless network where the individual is in full control and accountable for his own property. Bull Bitcoin, Canada's most trusted exchange since 2013, is built upon this ethos and leverages it in its mission to end central banks forever. At Bull Bitcoin, where security and privacy are priority, they take it upon themselves to help empower individuals with the most potent form of money the world has ever known. Head to mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC and get started with your accounts creation today. Contact Bull's best in the business customer support team at any point throughout the process to request assistance. Mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC. Take control of your money. Now, Matt, It's not. it's not just state-funded, state-sanctioned, States celebrated immorality, Mm -hmm. but a totally woke education system captured by LGBTQ activists masquerading as teachers and trustees. That's what they're pretending to be, but they're activists. Now, I'm going to I'm going to say this now, and it's going to become overwhelmingly clear, as it should be already. Get your kids out of public schools. Rescue them from state run indoctrination centers. But we need the two incomes. It's too expensive, you might say. How We can't go down to one income. We can't afford it. We can't make it work. Let me be as clear and as strong as I can be. Because I've been hearing that a lot lately. I've been hearing that from people. We can't make it work. It's too expensive. Please h- hear these words. You are sacrificing your children upon the altar of cultural Molech. In order to have abundance and a favorable harvest. That's what you're doing by using that excuse is justification. And that might upset you, but that is what you are doing. Get a smaller house. Move out of the city. Go down to one vehicle. Flyer shop every Thursday. Buy things used. Downgrade your vacation. Adopt a lower standard of living. Put your idol of comfort to death, and please, for the sake of their souls, save your children from destruction." Yeah, and that's
3: the question that we have to leave our listeners with. You're speaking very directly, very pointedly, but we have to leave our listeners and viewers with the question, how much is the soul, the Mm -hmm. eternal soul, of your children worth? right yep. and that question's answered in scripture and i i would suggest you search the scriptures for the correct answer to that it's mm-hmm. far more valuable than any of these trinkets that andrews talking about right. any of these comforts andrews talking about because in comparison to gaining the whole world but losing your soul christ says there is no comparison your,
1: your child's soul yeah so I'll, i exactly. I'll, I'll say this again stop sacrificing your children upon the altar of cultural Molech mm-hmm. for abundance and a favorable harvest
3: mm-hmm.
1: okay that's what it is please stop please make a sacrificial decision mm-hmm. do whatever needs to be done for the sake of your children. And you might be thinking it's not possible. I don't want to get into too much detail. I don't want to get too personal, but I'm telling you, it is possible to be working a part-time job, to have a vehicle, to be in a house, to not be incurring debt, and to make sure that mom can be at home, training the kids in school, as you provide for the family. I'm telling Mm -hmm. you personally, it is possible and to do. Reach out
3: to us if yeah, you want to know about how to do it. Yeah. It can
1: be done. So, mm-hmm. I just I needed to I needed to say that strong bit because I've been hearing that pushback a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And what we're about to see, if if you haven't, like if 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 it hasn't, if that flip hasn't switched in you yet you have to get your kids out of state saying <laughs> you said flip
3: flip haven't switched but you yeah mean switch hasn't flipped
1: switch whatever it is <laughs> whatever it is i'm just so jacked yes. about this yeah no if, it's if important you made a decision yet please i i hope you i hope you see this now so we also want to say if you have children listening right i would suggest you pause and listen after little ears are gone now here's an example Of some of the books found in libraries in the Thames Valley District School Board, which is London, Ontario. Okay, again, little ears, get them out of the room, listen again later. On page 167 of This Book is Gay, that's the name of the book, we read the following. I'd like to remind you that we taught you all about straight sex when you were 11 years old during sixth grade. The fact that they didn't also teach you what same-sex couples do is nothing less than institutionalized homophobia. Straight sex was presented as the norm to make 5% of the population feel abnormal. Is there something icky about gay sex? Is there something wrong with it? I challenge any politician to discuss this with me. I will ruin them. This chapter is simply all the stuff teachers should be saying if they want to be inclusive of people with same-sex feelings. Listen, if you're a parent and your 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 child attends a school in the Thames Valley District School Board, that book is in their library. Yeah. Do you understand that? Yeah. That book's in their library. Saying That's that a sodomite you, polemic. You, have, you are supporting institutionalized homophobia by telling your kids that
3: men should not engage in sodomy. That's wild. <laughs> no, wild. No, but it's 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 not even that, Andrew. Right? It's because they're saying that the idea that heterosexuality is put forward as the norm because it is. <laughs> Obviously, if he's by his numbers, if he's saying five percent of the population is gay and the ninety-five percent aren't, then by definition, yeah, the normative right. behavior is, normative. is 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 what he's talking about. But but you you have to understand. We've talked about neo-Marxism and the cultural aspect of it. Um, you know, siphoning off all these identity groups to kind of f- put forward this critical consciousness that says there's the all. Of life and cultural life can be explained by the battle b- between the bourgeois and the proletariat or the haves and have nots and all these different cultural areas. Look at this grand conspiracy theory that's being forwarded in this book is gay. Okay, straight sex. So this is the conspiracy. Straight sex was presented as the norm to make 5% of the population feel abnormal, that's that's the conspiracy theory that there's this hegemony of of heteronormativity that created a culture directly to alienate anybody who fits without of the uh, out the norm to to make them feel abnormal. That's the grand conspiracy theory. Uh, the Globe and Mail is not worried about that one, but that's insane. Obviously, yeah. people are just recognizing. As cultures have done for millennia, that the norm in human reproductivity and the very basis for the continuation of our species is... Heteronormativity mm-hmm. and sex between a male and a female. That is something that's recognized yeah. uh, and and upheld as the norm as it should be. But yeah, in, in his mind, this is a grand conspiracy theory. Yeah, let's get Continue. let's give some
1: more examples here. So yeah. also in the TV DSB libraries is a book called Let's Talk About It. This book has, with fairly graphic cartoon images. It showcases masturbation, anal sex, trans people, sodomy, and we find this in there as well. Quote A great place to research fantasies and kinks safely is on the internet. Like what? Telling kids? Oh yeah, go on the internet and look for all the kinks and fantasies and sexual abnormalities you want. The internet's the place for it. Yeah, that's 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 in a book in this library you can also find a uh, a book or a comic i guess you can say it's called fun home a family tragic comic it contains graphic instances of masturbation and oral sex in the book these are all in the libraries where your kids go to school yeah we probably read to them as well
3: yeah and we're we've covered in the past we've even shown some of uh, the the books and it, it's it's ubiquitous uh now that these books are in libraries across our nation um and to try and ban the promotion of pornography uh homosexual polemics or, you know, just outright, you know, graphic sexual imagery in books. We're told that we're being, we're trying to ban books that we're, by by identifying that pornia is outside the realm of normal, appropriate uh, things to be teaching to minors, uh, we're being told that we're trying to ban books and trying to get rid of, uh, you know, education as it exists. No, we're just trying to avoid the indoctrination of our children into a radical sex cult. And that's the the reality of it. So, Andrew, let's move on because it's not just in London. It's happening across our nation. And I want to highlight Hamilton and Wentworth District School Board uh, for, for our listeners. They have released their gender identity and gender expression procedures for students. Did we mention getting your kids out of government schools? Because... I mean, if the pornography and the sexual indoctrination and, you know, suspending them for wearing shirts that says there are only two genders, if that hasn't, you know, tipped you yet, maybe this will help you out here. So uh, this is what the procedure calls for. This procedure, quote, outlines the board's commitment and accountability in ensuring that all policies, guidelines, procedures and practices including but not limited to classroom practices, day-to-day operations and communication practices are free from transphobic and cisnormative, right? So getting rid of the heteronormative, cisnormative biases, stereotypes and prejudices. Forms of oppression with Two-spirit and LGBTQ plus communities include ableism, ageism, classism, biphobia, homophobia, transphobia, cisnormativity, heteronormativity, racism, sexism, and others. Gender-inclusive pronouns... The pronoun a person uses when they do not know a person's name or do not want to make an assumption about the gender of a person they are referring to. They, their, them. And then it goes on to say hate crime. Can,
1: can I just jump in there for a quick sec? Basically yes. what, 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 that little, what that means is if you're a teacher in the Hamilton-Wentworth District School Board mm-hmm. and you have a student in your class... That has not declared their pronouns. Yes. You are not allowed to refer to them as him or her, he or she. Yes. Until the student has declared their personal pronouns in the Hamilton Wentworth District School Board, you must, as a teacher, refer to them as they, them, their. Yes. And students are being encouraged to do the same that if your fellow mm-hmm. students haven't declared their pronouns yet, you must refer to them as they, them, there, or you'll get in trouble for it.
3: Because this is this is an active way to fight cis normativity and heteronormativity in our classrooms, right? Yeah. By just adopting this insane gender ideology carte blanche. So it puts forward hate crime, and then it defines. Uh, Defines that criminal acts which promote hatred against identifiable groups of people um, motivated by bias, prejudice, or hate. Although individuals and groups that promote this destructive form of human rights-based discrimination often defend the right to free speech, it is a criminal offense to disseminate hate propaganda and or to commit hate crimes." That is how it continues. Free speech. Even yeah. even though even Scare though this human
1: rights based discrimination is used they used free speech to defend it. Yeah. It's illegal. Yeah. What?
3: I thought I thought the government couldn't abridge the freedom of speech of its citizens, but not anymore. Not in Canada. In fact, unless if you uh, are totally promoting and celebrating this new radical, demonic, rainbow mafia sex cult, you can be liable to being persecuted for, for a hate c- crime. It's insane. Matt, we can't have a discussion about the trans
1: agenda in our country and its demonic realities without speaking to our friend, And as we noted offline, the ever winsome Pastor Jacob Rayom. (laughs) Jacob holds a Master of Divinity from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. He became pastor of Trinity Bible Chapel in August of 2009. He's married to his high school sweetheart, Joanna, and together they have six children. Jacob, thank you so much for joining us on The Dispatch. It's always a good time and a discussion when we have you with us. So it's great to have you. Thanks for having me, guys. So, Jacob, we, we have some pictures we want to put on the screen and we would love to get a little bit of explanation and commentary from you regarding these pictures. And it's pertinent to our discussion today about the state sanctioned, state funded pride trans mania in our country. And so let's throw this first picture up and maybe you can uh, describe what's going on for people who are listening. and. Give some explanation and commentary on this.
2: Well, that's a member of Trinity Bible Chapel in the parking lot of Trinity Bible Chapel with a pressure washer in his hands, spraying off um, a gay pride flag from our parking lot that someone had put there in chalk. And so that happened about a week and a half ago on a Saturday night. Uh, There was a bunch of people that came by our parking lot and started to chalk things uh, in the lot pertaining to. Uh, Gay pride and some other, you know, some more some perverted type things that pertain to that
1: And so that was the same day you guys had your church picnic, correct?
2: Yeah, that's right. Actually. Yes, we had our church picnic that day and Mm -hmm. And then I got a message a little later on saying I guess there was a neighbor someone who was a friend of someone in our church drove by saw these guys in the lot pulled in the lot uh told them to scram and called the police on them and so the police were involved and i got there pretty quick with a few other people
1: indeed so this uh so let's let's put this next picture up and it even though they're technically not connected maybe they are maybe it's the same people but it appears in in theme they're disconnected but we've been trying to make the point in this episode as i'm sure you would agree that these are actually very connected um, that, that it's the same source, it's the same root that produces both that and then this here. So can you uh, can you explain for our audience what this second image is and maybe give some commentary on that as well?
2: That's a card I got in the mail, received in the mail from the Satanic Temple. And it, somebody, I guess, donated money to the Satanic Temple in my name. And the Satanic Temple sent me a card uh, thanking me for... The donation that was made in my name and saying that it goes towards supporting reproductive uh, rights so-called in public schools and other other types of things like that so i received that last week
1: now was that sent to your home address or to the church it was sent to the church okay so this is the question i have and again i i I think we would all agree that these images are connected they come from the same source they have, as their influence, the same thing. So the question, Jacob, is this: Why is it that you think people did this? I mean, anyone who's been paying attention, anyone who knows you, even from a little bit of a distance, knows that you're relatively unflappable. Um, you know, especially after the position you've taken in faithfulness to Christ and the assertion of His lordship, and even pushing back against the state overreach. I mean, clearly a chalk rainbow and a letter from the satanic temple is not going to make you curl up into the fetal position and cry. So what do you think they're trying to accomplish by engaging in these activities? Again, during this month, during pride comes before the fall month. What do you, what do you think the goal is or the desired outcome for these kinds of activities?
2: I have no idea, but they, um, I think that there's a, it's a reaction to the cbc article that was published about us and a few others a few weeks ago and then i did talk to the people who did the chalk stuff on our church parking lot and i I, you know i spoke with them and they told me they read my blog so i i there's some things on my blog that they didn't like i guess i asked them whether they liked my blog and they said no so that that was part of it i think it might be a reaction to some of the things we've done but I don't know and, what their I don't know what their goal is. I don't know what their objective yeah. is. Maybe maybe it's to intimidate. I don't know.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it certainly wouldn't be the first time that we've seen that from from the Rainbow Mafia, right? We we see people like J.K. Rowling, uh, a, a bunch of people. Uh, the, I think the lady who first stood up, who Rowling. Uh, defended. Uh, she had like trans people uh, just you know threatening threatening her life, sending her food nonstop, um, like uh, adult sex toys. What we've seen from the Rainbow Mafia is anything but, um, you know, nice, inclusive, well, Mannered behavior when somebody opposes their sexual revolution. In fact, it's completely the opposite. There's there's hatred. There's tarring and feathering. There's all sorts of um, you know violent and evil and just downright gross reactions that they give us. And I have no no doubt that. You know them vandalizing your parking lot with the chalk. Um, them sending you this this trolling uh, donation on behalf of or in your name to the Satanic Temple. All of those things are definitely to intimidate, to get a rise out of, it, and to you to know, really cudgel you back into silence. But I don't think they understand. Maybe they, maybe they don't even truly really understand the source of their actions, but I don't I don't think they understand the source of your actions most um, importantly because, like Andrew said, you're you're rather inflappable, and I think Jacob, if you could help our listeners right now, you've taken a lot of heat not only for your COVID stand but now for your your faithful biblical stand on sexual ethics. How do you encourage our audience in the midst of this, right? Because this thing's happening. Um, as we push back, as we speak out, we're going to get a lot of hatred. We're going to get a lot of pushback. So, as a pastor, can you counsel our listeners on, on how to stand with courage of conviction and then how to, you know, React when the pushback comes for them uh, because it's uncomfortable. You know the, this is not something that I think anybody loves. That we don't like to get our things vandalized. We don't love to have slanderous things said about us. We don't love to be portrayed as people who are full of hate when a Christian is 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 generally doing everything. Ought to be doing everything out of um, love for God and love for neighbor. How do you counsel people through? this situation and this type of pushback that you've received?
2: Well, you're supposed to rejoice. Jesus said that. I mean, this is this is the highest echelon of the blessed state is when people start to persecute you for righteousness' sake. And it's a sign from heaven that ours is the kingdom of, of heaven. And so, I mean, for instance, on the Saturday night when this happened, there was... There was it wasn't hard to get a bunch of guys from the church out. I mean, they 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 jumped on it and there was a whole bunch that showed up and, and I don't know what they were expecting, but by the time most of them got here the 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 sodomites who had painted the stuff on our parking lot had left and the cops were gone. But they, they helped us clean it off. We cleaned it off together and then we sat back and we had a few laughs and carried on for about an hour and a half, two hours. So we had a great time. And um Similar thing happened when the elders got their first round of tickets during COVID. We had an elders meeting that night, and uh, we had a toast and a few laughed. laughs. So it, you're supposed to rejoice, and Jesus tells us this. And so we we see it. And I think in this day and age, you, you should be persecuted for righteousness. I mean, there's different forms of persecution. We're not being, thank God, we're not being martyred and tortured. But our church has had our property confiscated, and and mildly vandalized a week and a half ago now and uh, certainly been slandered many times over if you look at the we, we don't exactly have a five-star rating on google or facebook so you can check that out if you want but um you rejoice and you you thank god that your name is is marked by the enemy because the enemy sees you as a threat and it's a sign from heaven that you truly are one of his own
1: absolutely you're uh, you're it's funny you mention the Spraying off the rainbow, you know, having a laugh about it, having a toast about it. Same thing with the elders that that kind of response. I know someone emailed us uh, one time and as we're covering stories, as we're covering, you know, the the depth of depravity and, and sinfulness in our country, oftentimes in making comment. You know, Matt and I will kind of laugh or or, or or chuckle at it. And someone said, this is very serious stuff. You shouldn't be laughing. This is, You should be mourning and grieving. And, you know, kind of my, my response to them was, and I've heard Doug Wilson say something similar to this, is when you put a big, puffy red nose on on the enemy, on the, on, on the opposition, and you be clown it, it doesn't seem quite as scary. It doesn't seem quite as serious. And you realize, well, we serve a God who's more powerful. And it disarms them, so to speak. Um, do you, and I mean, I've seen you respond a similar way, not just in person in sermons, but the, you know, quite famously during the Antichrist and his ruin documentary, when you kind of burst out into spontaneous laughter, simply at the the, the number that was associated with the fine against your church and against you. And so I I, mean, it's, I think that might be something for, good to 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 touch on or maybe give comment on the idea of this kind of laughter um not so much mocking but this this response of of of, of laughing of, of putting a big red clown nose when we see the enemy what I mean what is that what does that do how does that how does that help um or, or you know is that something that we should we should encourage people to do or you know say no no just be just be serious about it and you know you need to heal you need to treat this with the sobriety it deserves no it's no laughing matter clearly that's not something that kind of marks you and your elders
2: well it's an act of obedience and faith jesus said rejoice and be glad so that's that's a commandment from scripture it's an imperative in the sermon on the mount so let's take that let's take that commandment seriously and it's like i said why wouldn't why wouldn't we rejoice and be glad obviously the enemy has our has our number and you know i guess satan knows who i am because his temple is sending me (laughs) is sending me letters in the mail so you just kind of sit back and say hey if i mean if you're playing at a sporting event and you're the guy that the opposing team is talking about in the locker room that means you're Mm -hmm. you're a threat to the opposing team and so Mm -hmm. the our opponents are spending some time talking about us and Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and they're they're looking at us and they have our number so We're we're happy to be a threat to the enemy and uh, to be a force by God's grace for his kingdom.
1: And it is a sign of faithfulness. My mind, even Mm. as you said that Satan sent me a letter, my mind went to that story in the book of Acts where some men are trying to cast out demons. (laughs) And and they say, well, we know who Paul is. We know who Jesus Mm -hmm. is, but we don't know who you are. And then they beat them and left them naked, running away. And the evidence Mm -hmm. is that when the opposition takes note of you, Mm -hmm. it's not just that Satan knows you. It's mm-hmm. probably evidence that Christ also knows you. Mm-hmm. And I think so. I mean, that's what he's Jesus says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I,
2: you're brand, you've been branded as one of his own, so mm-hmm. why not be glad about it, right? I mean, yeah. some of these things are – I mean, one of the guys that was cleaning off stuff in our parking lot said they, they didn't just chalk rain rainbow flags, as offensive as that is. They chalked a penis in our parking lot too. And so it's it just shows you the type of people – we're dealing with. This isn't Mm -hmm. about love as love. This is actually about sexual perversion. And, Mm -hmm. and it's not enough for them to have their flag over in every, this is why I told our church, they have their flag in every corporate branding over every uh, government building for the month of June, all over the place. It's not enough. You know, we got to get the flag on the one institution that refuses to submit and that's Mm -hmm. the faithful church of Jesus Christ. And, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and so it's I've described this mindset and this particular sin as a vine, the vine of Sodom, as the scripture describes it, and that's clearly what it is. It's an aggressive vine that is trying to kill and strangle and take over and poison all of life. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the the satanic forces are not satisfied with having strangled and killed most of this country, and so they, they won't settle for that and they want the church too.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well, well said. I think it's so counterintuitive to us as human beings to rejoice in times where we're being slandered and and persecuted in whatever degree but that in, in and of itself is a grace toward us right because it's it's causing us to die to self and to, to rise to newness of life in Christ and that's the point of this that you're saying all the time is we should rejoice because what are we being what is happening we're being identified with Christ that's why they hate us that's why they want to see you know they accuse Christ of being from Beelzebub they, they 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 slandered and persecuted and beat him in in this way we're being made like unto the image of Christ in bearing in some very minimal manner the reproaches that he bore himself so that's why we ought to rejoice and i think that's how god can use these times to refine his people to be more and more like their savior and that's why we ought to rejoice because the fight that we're in ought to cause us to laugh. And then it ought to cause us to celebrate and to feast together as the network that we're on signifies. So Jacob, we're so thankful again, brother, that you could come on and give us uh, some of your your wisdom and and spend some time with us. And I hope this uh, segment was an encouragement to our audience who hopefully it puts steel in their spine to speak Mm -hmm. up and to push back and be identified with Christ in, in a very similar manner. So Mm -hmm. appreciate you, brother.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me on. And, um, it's a pleasure to talk to you, brothers.
3: Yeah. Jacob,
1: I really, you know, I, I am very thankful for your, your perspective in this. Um, and Mm -hmm. I think that people need to see, uh, need to see the perspective of responding to slander, responding to reviling, responding to even a more mild form of, of persecution with a glad, joyful heart. I think that people in our country, faithful believers, more and more will find themselves on the receiving end of this. They're going to have to bend to woke HRs. They're going to have mm-hmm. to go through their, their, their rainbow training. And so people more and more are going to be pushed upon them. And so seeing, seeing this response, I, I really do believe that that this attitude, this heart perspective that you have will be helpful and encouraging. And I think it's exactly the right kind of mindset that that, that Christians in our country need to have. So I'm thankful for well, you to be able well, to do that.
2: Thanks guys. It's not just me. Like I, after this happened on the Saturday night, I told, I talked to the church for about three or four minutes before my pastoral prayer. And I told the church, you know, what happened and. And then I said, after I said, what happened? I said, you know, Jesus taught us we need to pray for our enemies. So we're going to pray for these people that did these these things. And But it's funny, like, as I'm talking about it, I'm I'm making comments like, you know, and this is probably in response to the CBC article, which told you what you all already knew, that I'm a homophobe and a bigot. And then the church just rolls over and like, you know, you've got two services of 600 people. So 1,200 people just rolling over laughing and and dying because they don't even care that that's what people are yeah. saying and it's become and it, and i think that the our opponents our enemies they don't know how to handle that too because like i remember when i went and i talked to these people these individuals who painted the stuff on our on our lot with the chalk like they were they melted when they saw me they were not they, they just they couldn't I, I think it shocks them when there's people that don't care that aren't bowing right. down and cowering to their uh, sexual perversion. And so and and their pride in it. And so when they saw me, it was I, I asked them, they said, well, we've read your blog. And I said, oh, did you like it? Ha ha ha. And only one of them responded. And, they, and, and she responded with a really awkward kind of passive aggressive laugh. And so they're not. They don't know how to deal with the power yeah. of Christ, and mm-hmm. that is something. And if the church stood up on its uh, to them, and uh, hopefully more churches will mm. boldly, a, a lot of them, they you know, they run and hide. They're not, they're not in, they're not, a, they're intimidated by the truth, and they, mm-hmm. I mean, they know they're wrong. This is the, this is, it's written in their hearts that they're wrong, and this is an unhealthy uh, way of existence. It's mm-hmm. unhealthy behavior. Mm-hmm. And uh, their their bodies are damaged by the behavior that they they participate in, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. their souls are damaged. And I've heard I don't know how many people I've heard say, you know, they've been at a pride event in Kitchener or whatever, and they see all the people walking through, and they all have this deadpan look in their eyes, like they they live a hollow existence. They're they're, they're, they're walking
1: st- around saying, "Look how happy I am! Look how mm. the, yeah. Ellen, Ellen, the Ellen Page interview." Right, I saw a picture of her on People Mag yes, I'm misgendering her, of course. I saw a picture mm-hmm. of her on Dead People naming. Magazine. Yeah. That but I'm doing both of those. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I saw a picture of her on People Magazine and she was like, This is how I found my joy and her, her eyes were saying misery. And then I saw an interview mm-hmm. clip where she's like, I found my joy and I'm so I'm like, yeah. well, no, that's a lie. We don't we the world might be fooled by it, but we see mm-hmm. right through it. You're you are no you they are, are, are they're, they're unhealthy
2: They're unhealthy and they're, they have dead souls and you can see it in their eyes. Like they are not, they are not living in vitality, Mm -hmm. despite the image that the media would like to portray about pride. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's a, it's a group of, it's the walking dead.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And I think you see that when you talk to them. I think Doctor Boot hit the nail on the head when he said that is the very reason why they do not want a single prophetic voice in culture speaking against this false view of happiness and, uh, and you know, the good life because it reminds them of that conscience that, uh, they have as image bearers of God and, and it pricks it. And that's why they want to silence any voices who would, uh, say what they're doing is, is wrong and it's against God's, uh, law and his norms for creation. So Jacob, thanks again, brother. God bless you. Uh, may he bless your, continue to bless your ministry and your wonderful church there in Waterloo and, uh, continue to bolster you as, as the body of Christ there. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Jacob. Thanks, brothers.
1: Awesome. So I'm glad for Jacob. I'm glad for his perspective. I'm glad Mm -hmm. for the way that he's encouraged his people to think biblically about opposition, about responding to this this cultural behemoth, this state-funded, state-sanctioned, state-backed, state-celebrated trans agenda. We've talked a lot in this episode by way of application. We've talked about how to, you know, the education Mm -hmm. of your children, we've talked about the connection to good churches we see that with pastor jacob you know we've talked about the importance of adapting a lifestyle in such a way that you can put the real needs the spiritual and development needs of your children first and that means you need to change stuff in your family mm-hmm. so there's not 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 a lot by way of application we've already done that but i just yeah. i want to encourage you like like i said at the onset that even though it appears that the agenda is ramping up Mm -hmm. even though it appears that they're getting more emboldened with the desire to capture and indoctrinate your children, even though pride month will probably become pride summer within the next couple of years. The truth Mm -hmm. is that as more and more people are pushing back and standing up that you can as well in various ways that you can align yourself with and join with like-minded solid brothers and sisters in Christ Mm -hmm. who will encourage you and support you in that, that we are not alone we're not a fringe minority and you can be hopeful in knowing that the church will not be dismantled that the body of christ will not be overtaken by this this beast and that the purposes of christ will prevail so be faithful Mm -hmm. be be hopeful and continue to obey christ pursue christ with other believers Uh, it'll be for your good for the good of your children and for the glory of our father in heaven.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I don't have much to add to that. Again, thank you to to Matt and Victoria for coming on and for Matt's wherewithal to, to take that video to expose the darkness of what's going on, which really yeah. exposes where the power lies in our society, as I said. And um, if we want to fight back against this new state-funded Marxist rainbow mafia sex cult... We have to expose the darkness for what it is. We have to be salt and light in the c- culture, lest we uh, compromise and give in to this this totalitarian push from this new sex cult religion, and and be enslaved in in that world in that new totalitarian state and we have to as free men and women in christ we have to push back against that because it's Mm -hmm. for freedom that christ has set us free stand firm therefore and do not submit again to yoke of slavery until next time everybody god bless
0: thanks for tuning in to liberty dispatch a united front to restore liberty and justice in canada please subscribe to our podcast and rumble channel as well as visit our website at www.LibertyCoalitionCanada.com.